Short-term rentals have become a topic in the news over the past few years, and this week the Canadian government had something to say about them. They released their fall economic statement and announced that the federal government intends to deny income tax deductions for expenses incurred to earn short-term rental income in provinces and municipalities that have prohibited short-term rentals. This measure would apply to deny all expenses incurred on or after January 1st, 2024. Essentially, they would deny any income tax deductions for expenses that related to your short-term rental income if you were operating a short-term rental in one of these provinces and municipalities that have prohibited them. The government has been pretty vocal with how they feel about short-term rentals. Recently, we've seen restrictions in both Toronto and Vancouver, with both areas restricting short-term rentals to an individual's primary residence. We have also seen several municipalities roll out bylaws around the same topic. For example, the Kortha Lakes has a set of rules starting on January 1st, 2024. The rules begin with the application for a short-term rental license through the city of Kortha Lakes. The city is offering four different choices for your short-term rental license. You can be hosted or unhosted and operate for either six months or year-round. Now, prices vary from $150 per year for a six-month hosted license and $1,500 per year for an unhosted year-round license. A hosted short-term rental means the owner of the property is present during the rental period. An unhosted short-term rental means the owner is not present during the rental period, which would probably be most of the STRs in this area. To complete the application, the applicant must provide information about themselves, as well as a reasonable person who can be reached within 30 minutes by telephone and be on the site within 60 minutes if required by bylaw officers. You'll also need a site plan with the location of a number of dis different items like structures, wells, septic, appliances, fire alarms, entrances and exits, and parking. There are also a set of new bylaws. Number one, you cannot operate a short-term rental without that license. Number two, there is a limit of two renters per designated bedroom. This will limit the number of guests allowed because I believe the city would know how many bedrooms are in the property from the site plan you give them with your application. There's also a limit of two guests per designated bedroom. Guests need to leave the property by 11 p.m. So let's say it's a two-bedroom house. You can have four renters and four guests for a total of eight people, but only four people can be on the property at 11.01 p.m. Finally, you cannot rent an unhosted short-term rental to any individual under 25 years old, and you cannot rent a hosted short-term rental to any individual under 18 years old. Now, if you're interested in learning more, I will put a link in the show notes so you can look at all of the new rules and bylaws on the City of Kawartha Lakes website. And these rules are just for the Kawartha Lakes, but I'm sure they are similar among many other municipalities across Ontario. Most of these rules appear to be for the safety of the occupants, which is great to see, but they will potentially make things a bit more complicated for property owners trying to operate a short-term rental business. 
Will we see other municipalities follow suit and restrict short-term rentals to a host principal residence like Toronto and Vancouver have? And will we start to see an increase in the number of restrictions at a federal level? Only time will tell. Let's talk about home ownership. So a recent article from Statistics Canada examined the relationship between parental home ownership and child home ownership. They found that people who were born in the 1990s, whose parents were homeowners, were twice as likely to own a home in 2021 than those whose parents were non-homeowners. And this increased if the parent owned multiple properties. If a child grew up with a parent who owned more than one property, they were nearly three times more likely to be a homeowner than those whose parents were non-homeowners. Now, I had originally thought this had to do with wealth, but what's interesting is children were more likely to own a home if their parents owned a home, even when the adult's children's income, age, and province of income were held constant. To me, this is very interesting. Basically, this report is saying if you were born in the 90s, the number one predictor that you will own a home is whether or not your parents owned a home. The psychologist in me is wondering whether or not this has anything to do with modeling. Basically, you saw that your parents valued home ownership as you grew up in that home, and because of that, you value it as well. In the good news department, the Consumer Price Index, a common measure of inflation for Statistics Canada, came in at 3.1% for the month of October 2023. Now, this was down from September's measure of 3.8%, and this indicates that the interest rate hikes are working and that we're moving in the right direction. What's interesting is that when you look at the numbers, one of the main reasons inflation is still above that 2% is the cost of mortgage interest for Canadians. Now, while the inflation decline is promising, we definitely haven't seen any relief on the housing front. Both rents and the mortgage payments are taking up a larger share of Canadians' income. In fact, the shelter component of that CPI reading actually increased between September and October of 2023. The rental market report for October from Rentals.ca also showed that the average monthly rents increased by 9.9% year over year in Canada, with the average one bedroom in the country costing $1,889 per month. Now, this does vary provincially, with BC having the highest average rent in the country, followed shortly by Ontario and Nova Scotia. Now, typically, there is a bit of a delay between the housing market cooling and the rental market cooling. So hopefully we start to see some cooling in average rents over the next 6 to 12 months. But as I always say, only time will tell. Alright folks, that's all for me. This has been another episode of Canadian Real Estate News. Thank you for listening and until next time, take care.